Welcome back to the Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Today is actually Saturday. It is the last day of 2022. Um, and I actually took a week off from recording just to spend time with family and, and rest a little bit, which is okay, right? Our schedules get changed up here and there. Um, although I did miss uh, making these episodes for you guys, it is always good to take some time off and don't ever feel guilty about it, especially those of you who are in business, you know, who work every single day so hard at what it is that you have been purposed to do. It's okay to take a break. And so um, I chose to do that and I just didn't sit down and record anything. And so, but I had to get on here on this last day of the year, um, because I really wanted to share with you some of the things that, um, we tend to get caught up in when it comes to, um, you know, new year's, new year's Eve, um, our mind, we start thinking about things. And I wanted to share with you kind of the, the process that we go through every year as a family, um, just in our, in our immediate family, um, our business, our relationships, everything that we take the time to just really reflect on. So let me start by sharing with you um, my thoughts on New Year's and how I used to kind of tackle this whole New Year's, you know, thing that everybody does and then um, how we do it now. And then I, and then I want to end with a really beautiful reflection story that we actually talked about this morning as a family and I pray that it just encourage you. But first of all, when we think about New Year's Eve, the very first thing, I'm, I'm sure if we did a poll, and I should have searched this up, but I'm sure if we did a poll or we checked the polls of what people think about when New Year's Eve first comes around, it is always this word resolution. Everybody runs to the New Year's resolutions thinking that they have to come up with something that they are going to change for this next coming year. And the resolution, um, if you look at the definition, it just basically means that it's a firm decision to do or not to do something. Or it could be of the quality of being determined or resolute. And so you make a determination and, and a firm decision to do something different or to not do something again. I don't really care too much for the resolutions. And I know this might step on some people's toes and that's okay. But, you know, back in the day, uh, my resolutions were always the typical, I'm going to start working out again, or I'm going to start, you know, eating better, or I'm going to resolve within myself to not have so much sugar this year. And it just goes on and on, right? We all have these different things. I'm going to resolve to read more books. And the problem that I see with that is that we are so determined in the moment that um, those resolutions, they don't really stick because we, we run out of the gate, you know, just charging full speed ahead without a plan and without really thinking it through of what are you going to do in that resolution when it either fails or slows down or comes to a complete stop. Um, or you get tripped up by something else, how are you going to continue on with this process of, of what you've determined within yourself to do um, without feeling discouraged? And that's what happens. We say we're going to start eating better, and then we have that first 
really bad meal and we get sucked into, for me, ice cream, you know, we get sucked into those things that we love again. And then we start to see that we're not doing well on our diet. And then all of a sudden, you know, we, um, say, okay, well, at least I'm still working out. And then we realize that working out is not alone is not going to help you accomplish those goals because you have to be eating right. And so we just at some point say, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to live my life and I'm going to eat what I want to eat and I don't have time for this. And the next thing you know, you are frustrated and just disgusted with your poor decisions because you were so excited about this resolution that you feel guilty and it's so hard to get back on or so we think, right? And so um, the way that I like to look at this is I don't make New Year's resolutions anymore. We love to go back and reflect, reflect on the things that we did in the past year, really think about what it is that was good, the changes that were good, the changes that were bad, the changes that came unexpectedly, and um, what were some of the things that we failed at, what were some of our great accomplishments, you know, the things that we failed at, did we just be a failure and wallow in it and not do anything about it. Just kind of hope that it got buried somewhere and we could just forget all about it. Or did we step back up and try to do that thing again? Which brings me to the next thought that we always have is that New Year's is always a time to uh, have a fresh start, to start all over. And that is not a bad thing. In some cases, there are people and situations where we need a fresh start, right? There's those moments where we have to feel like, okay, I need a fresh outlook, a fresh, you know, vision of what it is that I'm doing with my life or maybe, um, you know, the people that are in my life or maybe the place where I live. I need a fresh start. I need a fresh view. So, um, I think I want to move or I may want to, you know, try to go in this direction this time. Those fresh starts are okay, but you can't fresh start all the time. We cannot continue to fresh start on every opportunity when we feel like the thing that we're doing now is not working. There has to be a moment where we say, I don't necessarily need a fresh start. I need to get up and try again. I need to get up and move on this this vision and this goal and this plan because it's something that I really deeply care about or something that I really had a desire to do um, and it didn't fail. I just got off track. And so how can I accomplish this thing? How can I move forward, you know, in pressing through, not just leaving it behind and moving on to the next fresh thing, but how can I pick myself back up and keep going? And so what I'm saying is it's not, it's not these ideas that we've had for so long about resolutions and fresh starts. It, it, we need to have a new perspective on it. We need to really see it as I'm, I'm not giving up. I need to keep going. That perseverance and that determination and those challenges, they make us stronger. We don't want to just run from it. We want to endure through it. So that we can learn something from these moments for the next person who has to go through it. So we can't just throw the last year away. We have to use what happened in the last year to move forward to the next year. It's from one season to the next 
summer doesn't just completely disappear when autumn comes. It eases from one season to the next. It transitions. Autumn doesn't go straight into winter. We transition into it. So take 2022 and transition into 2023. Carry the things that still have hope, that still have life in them. Carry them over. Let them transition into what it is that that they were supposed to be. Because you didn't fail. Maybe you just needed more time. Maybe there were still things that needed to be tweaked and worked on. And so we continue that thing. We keep pressing forward. We don't just leave it behind and try to start all over with something else. So I wanted to also share a couple of scriptures with you um, that I really love. And this is going to lead into our our uh, New Year's reflection story that we had this morning. But first of all, uh, Proverbs 16 verse 9 It says, in their hearts, humans plan the course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And I'll read that again. In their hearts, in my heart, in your heart, we, the humans, we plan our own course, right? We plan our day. We know what we want. We know where we want to go. We know what we're expecting. But it's the Lord that establishes our steps. He already has the plan for us. So going on to Isaiah 26, 3, it says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. You is God our Father. He keeps perfect peace in the minds, those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. When I trust in my Father, when I trust Him, that he knows what's best for me, that he knows what's happen- happening next, he knows the plan for my life, then I live in perfect peace. And there's no other way around that. Just trust in him. Trust in him and he will give you peace, even in the moments where everybody else would be scrambled and running around, feeling the chaos and the storms in their life. There could be a storm just brewing around you. But if you trust him in that moment, you will experience perfect peace even in the midst of that storm. I guarantee it. How can I guarantee it? Because I've been there many times in my life. I can guarantee that that the perfect peace of our Father will fall on you in the moment that you trust in him. And it does not matter what you're going through. The next verse that I really love is Romans eight twenty eight, And it says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. If you love him and you have been called according to his purpose, he has given you a purpose in your life to live out. You have a purpose in God then he will work all things for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. It's in his word. We talk about this all the time. His word is true. His promises are true. His words do not fall to the ground. They don't even come close. If he spoke it, then it is true. And then one of the last scriptures that I want to share with you 
is Psalms 46.10. It says, Be still and know that I am God. That's it. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we just have to stop. Stop what we're doing. Stop, you know, uh, working the budget. Stop trying to figure out the plan for the day. Stop trying to um, solve that problem. Sometimes we just have to stop and remove ourselves from whatever that issue is. And for a moment, be still and remember that he is God. Remember that he can accomplish anything. He can do it. There is nothing that he can fail at. And so this leads me to um, our reflection this morning. As a family, we were sitting down talking about our past year. You know, the things that we remember, the things that that uh, we saw God do, the things that maybe we were concerned about at one point, and, and just the whole journey, the entire journey of this past year. And my husband began to share a beautiful story, a picture of what that looked like for us. And he began to tell us it was like riding in a... Um, horse-drawn carriage or a sleigh or whatever it is, but you have horses and you have the reins and we hold on to those reins. And as we're holding on to them, we are guiding and, and directing those horses to pull us in that sleigh or carriage, wherever it is that we're going. We're leading and we're guiding them. We're, we're pulling on those reins in the direction that we need them to go. And, and sometimes we end up in places where you know, we didn't expect or maybe we thought was the best thing for us and we find out that it wasn't. And then sometimes you hit dead ends and sometimes you, f- you end up on the wrong road. Um, sometimes you, you find yourself lost. And God is sitting there saying, just give me the reins. And we're looking at him saying, well, no, Father, it's okay. I, I got this. I got this. You just go ahead and sit back and just let me drive. And he's looking at you as you're going down these wrong roads or you're taking a, a longer path. How many times have we been through that? You know, we, we expected to be somewhere by a certain time in our life. And then we find out it's taken a lot longer than expected. And it was because we took a, a wrong road somewhere down that path. We made a wrong turn. We delayed ourselves, And he's sitting there again saying, just hand me the reins. I'll drive for you. Just trust me. And we're so persistent about being in control and about holding on to those reins and not letting anybody else drive us. And he's just sitting there once again saying, let me drive for you. Let me have the reins. And then he went on to say, as we give up those reins and we reluctantly hand them over to God and he begins to drive, what do we do? We sit there and we start to to tell him, well, aren't you going to turn right here? Or don't we need to go up further? And and I know you're going to make a left over there, right? And he's saying, no. Okay, but why aren't we making a left? I thought we were supposed to turn left here. And God is saying, no, we don't turn left here. And he continues to drive and we continue to sit there trying to tell God where it is that we think the path is supposed to go. Where are we supposed to turn? How much further are we supposed to travel? And he's saying, no, that's not the direction that I want to take you. And at some point, we have to learn to sit back and to trust him. 
Let him take the reins in everything in your life. And that's exactly what we had to do this past year. If I could share the stories of all the times that we allowed God to take the reins and he led us to every place that we needed to be, even though we thought we were supposed to be going a different direction, we always found out that in trusting him in that moment, he brought us to where we needed to be in the exact moment and the time that we needed to be there. And it takes a lot of faith and trust and it took a lot of moments of, of feeling like, how can we help God do this? How can we, you know, help make this happen? And we had to stop and say, I'm just going to give it to him. I'm going to give him complete and total control. And do you know what happened along that path is that as we begin to sit back and enjoy the ride and allow God to drive, drive the plan and the life that he has given to us, allow him to control and to lead us in the purpose that he has created us for. When we begin to trust and sit back and let him do that, then in those moments, because we are trusting in him and where it is that he is taking us. And I love this example that my husband gave. He said, it's in those moments that we can actually speak up and say, well, you think maybe we can stop over here for a shake or some ice cream? And our father turning and looking at us and saying, yeah, I think we can do that. Because we have released everything to him and let go. I love the phrase, let go and let God. We release those those concerns and those worries and we allow him to drive for us. It's in those moments that we can begin to ask. Ask for our heart's desires and say, Lord, I know you are in control. I've given up the reins. I'm going to let you do the driving. But you think maybe we can stop over here for a special treat? Or you think maybe we can go over here one day and enjoy some, you know, time with family? And he says, sure, of course we can. It's in those moments that he becomes the provision. He becomes everything that we need to be able to do all the things that our heart desires. Because we gave it all up to him. He's our father. He just wants to bless us. That's all he wants. He wants us to love him, to trust him, and to let him be in control. And then he showers the blessings down because as our father, he just wants to do everything for us. And it is a challenge to get to that point. It is so hard because we want to control everything. And this is why I've shared on here many times, I don't really um, understand, and I'm being very just open and honest, and, and I'll say it every day if I have to, but I don't understand when people share their problems and their concerns with us, with families, with the world, with, you know, friends, and those friends and family members come back and say, oh, honey, God is in control. He's in control. Don't you worry about it. I'm going to be praying for you, but he is in control. God is always in control. And guess what? God is in control when we allow him to have control. And there's a lot of people that don't like when I say that, and that's okay. But when you begin to understand that he gave us a free will, he gave us the opportunity to have free will of choice. He loves us that much. 
He wants us to release the control to him and say, you know what, Lord, I can't do this on my own. I can't accomplish these things by myself. I need you. That's when we begin to partner with him and say, Father, without you, nothing is possible. But with you, nothing is impossible. And so we have to release that control back to him and let it go. Open up your hands and release it. And let him control. Let him take the reins and drive for you. It's in those moments that God is in control. Like I said, a lot of people don't like to hear that because they think that you're that you're demeaning God and you're saying that he is not powerful and he cannot take control of things. Oh, God can take control of whatever he wants to in a moment. But why should he have to forcefully take control of things um, that we could easily just give up to him because we love him and because we trust him? And so I loved that beautiful story that my husband shared this morning. And I just had to share that with you because I saw God take the reins this past year. We all did. We saw him take the reins and take our worries and take our concerns and take our questions. And he just drove. He led us to where we needed to be. And it took some time for us to fully release and let it go. But we did. And if you walk into this next year, walk in and just continue to walk with him, but get a different perspective of who he is. He is our father. We can trust him. We can believe in all things. We know he loves us. We know he doesn't want to see us fail. But a lot of times, probably the majority of the time, The failures that we go through is because of our own flesh and our own decisions and what it is that we decided that we wanted to do instead of asking him first. To walk in with a hope and a confidence this year and a determination to just hand everything over to him. Give him the reins and let him lead for you and everything will fall into place. Life is not perfect. Not everything that we expect is going to happen or happen in the time that we expect it to happen. I've been through that many years. But it always happens right on time. It's always in the plan and the purpose that God has for us individually. It's not the same for everybody. And so I wanted to come and encourage you and just remind you that as you're entering into this new year, whether it be um, a focus on your family, your business, your ministry, or Everything combined in one. Um, I know that's what it is here for us. Family, ministry, and the business. Don't just leave 2022 behind. Look at it. Reflect on it. Think about the things that could have changed, the things that um, you didn't want to change, the things that happened that you didn't expect but that were wonderful blessings that you you realize God was there with you the whole time. Take all those things with you. Carry them in and transition into whatever it is that God has for you in this year. And so I just wanted to come on here and encourage you today. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, be blessed and just know that God is so ready to just lead us into great and amazing things. Just trust Him.
So have a wonderful evening. Be safe. Happy New Year's, and I will talk to you next week. God bless.